Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm excited to bring you yet another episode of Ask Dr. Deanna. So one of the topics that we're going to cover today is actually on probiotics. And, you know, really, it can be very confusing out there what probiotics are good, what works, what doesn't work, which one to use and when. And I'm not going to go into detail on all of that, but I am going to share some interesting facts about probiotics and kind of help to hopefully steer some of our listeners in the right direction. If you want to listen to more information on gut health, go back and check out uh, one of our prior podcasts uh, that that covered uh, gut health and everything uh, entailed there because we talk a little bit more about probiotics there as well. So first of all, let's start with what are probiotics? What is it exactly? You hear this word out there and some of you may not even know exactly what it is. Well, they're basically these live microorganisms, which when administered in adequate amounts will actually confer a health benefit to the host. And they work by colonizing and interacting with the gut microbiome. You've heard this term a lot as well, the gut microbiome, which are just all of these, you know, microorganisms that live in our GI system and that actually help us in so many ways. These are beneficial uh, flora, beneficial bacteria, bacteria in the gut. They basically, when you look at the probiotics, they help to inhibit the growth of pathogens, uh, and they also help to produce beneficial compounds. Last week on KetoHack, I talked about some of the beneficial compounds that probiotics will allow your body to uh, break down uh, certain uh, products in the in the system, giving us postbiotics, uh, things uh, that are basically metabolic byproducts uh, like ketones, et cetera, that can be very, very beneficial. So go back and check that one out. But basically, probiotics are found in fermented foods. They're also in probiotic supplements. And you will typically see microorganisms uh, from uh, several different classes. One of them is um, bifidobacteria. And then there are over 50 different bifidobacteria uh, that, that we will see. These are commonly used, especially in functional medicine. We will use these to help treat things like ulcerative colitis, uh, certain gastrointestinal issues. Uh, and then there's another category called lactic acid bacteria. This is the category that contains something called bacillus coagulans. And this is a very commonly used, very, very effective probiotic. Bacillus coagulans has been used to help people with irritable bowel syndrome, whether they're having diarrhea or constipation with that. It also has been shown, there's some studies that show that it will help to increase immune function, which will help you fight off viruses and bacterial infections. And then it is also the one that we use to help with something called C. difficile infection. And C. difficile or Clostridium difficile infection is something that we deal with in medicine all the time and can be quite, quite debilitating. It causes a horrid diarrhea and is oftentimes associated with antibiotic use. So those two classes, is bifidobacteria, the lactic acid bacteria. Then we've got spore-forming bacteria, and then finally yeast. And there are several different, you know, again, the first category that I mentioned had over 50 different uh, microorganisms just in that one category. And so there are different um, uses for the various microorganisms. And just as I said, there's a certain one that we might use for ulcerative colitis. There are some that we would use for irritable bowel. 
others that we might use, you know, again, for C. difficile, but it makes a huge difference overall. And oftentimes a functional medicine provider would be someone or a nutritionist might help you guide you in which one to choose. Um, when we look at the health benefits of probiotics, um, there are so many. So first of all, addressing uh, digestive conditions that might be, you know, again, constipation, diarrhea, irritable bowel, uh, ulcerative colitis, as I mentioned before. There are good studies that show that probiotics can actually assist in weight loss. They can help improve cardiometabolic disease risk. They can improve chronic inflammation, and you know that that's a big one uh, for me personally. Uh, I'm always talking about the gut lining and healing the gut in, a, in an attempt to reduce inflammation. Increasing nutrient absorption in the digestive tract, so probiotics actually help from that standpoint. They help to inhibit allergic and autoimmune responses. Again, think that whole leaky gut uh, phenomenon that we've talked about in past episodes. They will prevent um, gastrointestinal symptoms that are associated with antibiotics. So typically in my practice, if I do have to prescribe an antibiotic, uh, I oftentimes will recommend uh, a probiotic to go along with that. Some practitioners uh, will recommend probiotics for six up to six months after antibiotic use just to help restore the gut microbiome. Because remember, even if it's something like a sinus infection and you're treating, you know, trying to take care of the bacteria that's causing that sinus infection using an antibiotic, well, that antibiotic doesn't just treat the sinus. It's also having a a negative impact on the gastrointestinal system and, uh, you know, basically reducing the gut natural uh, microbiome there, the flora that, that occurs naturally there. And that also helps. So probiotics also help to produce beneficial compounds like antioxidants and B vitamins, uh, as well as short chain fatty acids. Uh, probiotics are definitely known to help in the whole gut brain connection or gut brain communication. So there's this huge connection between the gut and the brain and uh, just how our entire body is wired and runs. And there's actually communication between the two. The probiotics play a role there. And then also regulating immune reactions to bacteria and viruses. So when I think about, you know, helping my patients to be the healthiest that they can be, so much of that happens in the gut and what's going on there. And if our gut is not healthy, if we don't have a good microbiome balance, if we don't have, you know, great flora there, then then we can get into trouble, you know, down the road. We can, you know, it puts us at risk for other issues. And so this is something that's really, really important. And there are a lot of tests that you can, you know, use that you can implement, especially through a functional medicine provider. Uh, we've actually partnered with a company called Rupa Health, and that allows me to order from just a variety of functional medicine companies. And there are tests that can help me to analyze, you know, what what exactly is going on in this person's gut? What is there? What's not there? What can we do to help, you know, offset that and get them on the right track? So when you're consuming, um, you know, probiotics, sometimes you'll see a prebiotic uh, that comes along with that. And I think that's great. Prebiotic is typically a food source for the probiotic. It's usually either from plant-based dietary sources, uh, like a prebiotic supplement, um, you know, may support activity and survival of the probiotics. That's what it's used for. So again, it's kind of food source there. And um, basically, um, when you look at the biological activity 
um, of probiotics, it's going to be specific to the individual strain. Okay. So some are going to, um, you know, last longer than others. Some probiotics uh, have to be refrigerated. They're not shelf stable. Some are shelf stable. So there's a whole temperature thing. Uh, and then some uh, probiotics, as you ingest them, they actually become activated with the enzymes in your stomach as well. So there are lots of things to take into consideration. When evaluating a probiotic, and I think it primarily depends on what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to accomplish with the probiotic? Whether it's a women's health issue, a gut issue, uh, more of a brain issue, uh, different strains for different things. Uh, and then I also want to touch on just sources of natural sources of probiotics. So we've talked a little bit about supplements there, but there are a lot of fermented foods that contain probiotics and sometimes they are naturally occurring. And then some of these foods will also have them added in. And basically uh, certain cheeses will have probiotics, kefir, kimchi, kombucha, pickles, sauerkraut, uh, wine, and yogurt are all sources of probiotic. There are some studies out there that show that uh, a person who drinks, uh, you know, red wine on a regular basis, you know, six ounces of red wine daily actually has a much more diverse microbiome than somebody who doesn't. So when you're looking at uh, probiotics, one thing to, to note when you're, you know, checking out, okay, what, what do I get or whatever? Um, a lot of times they'll be graded or you'll see something called CFU on the back. CFU stands for colony forming unit. And you might see this ranging anywhere from, you know, a million to billions. And it can be kind of confusing. Well, what is more better? Not necessarily. Okay. And I want to make a point here uh, because sometimes if people are using the wrong probiotic or if they're using something that is quite honestly just too strong, their system's not ready for it, they can have a lot of gastrointestinal symptoms, maybe some bloating, uh, might get some diarrhea from it, and they may not do well with it. Uh, so I actually prefer when I'm starting patients on a probiotic, I want to start with something, um, you know, a little more mild and kind of work up depending on what they've been using. If they've been using something regularly already, and then I need to get more specific, then I might do an add-on. Uh, but just know that the colony forming units are, are basically what is supposed to be active in that product. And again, that can change depending on if it's been, you know, adversely exposed to a heat source or if it has, you know, been, um, you know, again, it's supposed to be refrigerated, but it's not been or it's been exposed to moisture. Those are all things that can have a negative impact on that probiotic. So, so there you go. You've got a little information on probiotics. And again, I would encourage you, uh, if you are questioning, you know, which one do I use? You know, I'm not sure. Again, get with a functional medicine provider and have them help you uh, to figure out, okay, what, what specifically do I need? Maybe get some testing, that sort of thing. Next week, we are going to go uh, in depth on protein. We're going to talk a little bit about protein and what sources are best uh, to use. We're going to kind of break down uh, a difference between whey protein, soy protein, and some pea protein. And I'll give you my tips on that as well. So thanks so much for joining me today and have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. 
I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.